Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Holy Communion. We're so glad you have joined us for this audio sermon. You can find a full archive of sermons on our website, holycommunion.net. This sermon was preached by the Reverend Mark Smith on the third Sunday of Easter, April 18th, 2021. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Two weeks ago on Easter Sunday, we preached on Mary Magdalene's doubt. Last Sunday, we preached on Thomas's doubt. And now for the third Sunday in a row, we get to preach on the disciples' doubt. You know, enough already. Eastertide is the season of resurrection. Eastertide is the season of victory. And Eastertide is the season of hope. So why, pray tell, are we forced again to confront our doubt? To preach yet again on the same thing? Perhaps the reason the lectionary focuses so much attention on doubt is that it dominates the immediate post-resurrection narrative. In fact, on that very first day, Scripture records six, no kidding, six experiences of doubt. Mary Magdalene, Peter, the beloved disciple, and Thomas all doubted that Jesus truly had been raised from the dead. The travelers on the road to Emmaus doubted. And now this morning we find ourselves among the entire group of disciples, and they too doubted. Indeed, doubt is such a prominent theme in the immediate aftermath of Jesus' resurrection, we would do well to pay attention to it. Not only does doubt challenge the life of Jesus' own disciples, it challenges us with a fundamental question. What do we need to believe? While struggles with doubt and belief are constant companions of people of faith, I found myself this past week reflecting on these challenges through a more immediate lens than Easter morning's resurrection. Sadly, I doubt whether justice will be served in the trial of Derek Chauvin for the murder of George Floyd. I doubt how a police taser and pistol can be confused and lead to the murder of Dante Wright for a simple non-moving traffic violation. And I doubt whether the lives of U.S. Capitol Police officers will be respected by the conviction of the domestic terrorists who mounted an insurrection on the 6th of January. I want to believe that police will be held accountable for their gross misconduct and negligence. I want to believe that driving while black will no longer be tolerated as a pretext for harassment, assault, and murder. And I want to believe that traitors will be held criminally accountable. But I'm skeptical. My hope is strained, and I doubt. Perhaps, dear friends, this is exactly why we have yet another discourse on doubt and an invitation to believe this morning. 
Luke opens this morning's gospel with the disciples and perhaps some others gathered together. Based on earlier accounts, we know that they were locked behind closed doors. They were hiding, and they feared for their lives. Despite the multiple reports of encounters with Jesus earlier in the day, they were still in shock and had little idea of what was going on. Yet, seemingly nonchalantly, Jesus then enters the room and greets them with words of comfort and assurance. Peace be with you. Immediately, however, he follows that by chastising them. Why are you frightened? Why are you cowering? (laughs) What's your problem? Frustrated by their doubt and skepticism, and assuming further proof was needed, he invites the disciples to use their own senses to confirm his genuine presence. Look at me. Touch me. Use your eyes. Use your hands. Use your ears to know that I am not a ghost, but am real. Despite this proof of the obvious, Luke tells us that the disciples still were wondering and did not fully believe that the risen Jesus truly was among them. So Jesus asked for something to eat. The disciples gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he ate it. The action and the message were clear. If you don't trust your own senses, then ask yourself, what ghost gets hungry? (laughs) What ghost actually eats food? Get a clue, disciples. I'm alive. I'm right here. I am the Jesus who has been raised from the dead. Luke's sequence of events in today's gospel should not be overlooked. First, Jesus had to meet the disciples where they were, amidst their fears and their doubts. And second, he had to demonstrate his authenticity, his presence among them. Both actions reflect a focus on the practical, the tangible, the real. Then and only then could he move to the broader discussion reminding the disciples that all that had been promised in Scripture had now been fulfilled in him. He connected the dots of his life, death and resurrection, with the entire narrative of God's history and promise of salvation, not fundamentally by offering Bible proof texts, but by bearing witness to them, simply by being with them. Jesus reminds the disciples, by both his words and his presence, that it is he who is the one who suffered, died, and rose on the third day. He is the one foretold in Scripture. And he is the one whose resurrection announces reconciliation to the entire world. This is his witness to the disciples and to us. Then, Perhaps jerking them up, he makes clear that the time for fear and doubt has passed. It's now time for them to bear the same witness to a world which, like them, shares their doubt and fear. Taken alone, this text might seem to be nothing but one more lesson about doubt. Certainly, the Gospels for each of the past three weeks, beginning Easter Sunday, focused on it. 
Indeed, the disciples doubted Jesus' resurrection, and I suspect all of us have at some time questioned Jesus' presence in a world so seemingly damaged beyond repair. It's hard, for example, to see the living Jesus in the midst of the misappropriation of COVID vaccines and the inequity of their distribution. It's hard to see the living Jesus as our legislature's failure to fund Medicaid expansion condemns the most vulnerable among us to preventable illness and death. And it's hard to see the living Jesus as the instruments of justice fail for so many among us. Yet each of these same three gospel texts make the same point. Jesus accepts our doubt, makes himself present in the moment, and invites you and me to believe. To be sure, it's different for each of us. For Mary, it was simply calling her by name. For Thomas, it was offering his hands and side for him to touch. And for the disciples gathered in Jerusalem who was eating food, Simple actions to be sure, but actions which caused belief. Even as we continue to bask today in Easter's resurrection, even as we celebrate Jesus among us in word and sacrament, we are especially reminded this morning that he is present to hear our cries for justice on the streets, in the courts, and among legislators and policymakers. Jesus asks not that we naively hope for change, but believe that through his Spirit and the work of our hands, change is possible. Our doubts notwithstanding, the racism that fuels hatred can be overcome. Our doubts notwithstanding, the blindness that limits our compassion can be healed. And our doubts notwithstanding, the divisiveness that tears at the very fabric of our nation can be mended. Jesus invited his disciples to believe in his resurrection and charged them to bear witness to it to a skeptical world. This morning, he invites you and me to believe that his resurrection is real. He invites us to embrace his presence at work in our troubled lives. And like the disciples, he invites us to bear witness, to be his hands, his feet, and his heart, as we proclaim the good news of Christ risen, the good news that change is coming. Amen.